Lockie Wales, welcome to the green room. Thanks for having me. Um, you look like you've got a good set up there, so it's quality. Uh, you're rocking the AirPods too, so not so bad yourself. Actually, uh, speaking of gear, uh, my co-host here was actually admiring your T-shirt before we came on air. <laughs> yeah, it's a um, bit of a local brand. I think it's out in Mornington, so uh, Snake Hole, little shout-out. Um, nice little tea, so... Um, if you want to grab one, get online. <laughs> very underground, very cool. So, representing the southeast as well. Yeah, so. I've, I've, look, I've got no problems with that. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure the club would prefer you find a reputable fashion brand from the west. But, but you know, I think the snake hole is good value, so I'll we'll allow it this one time. Former southeast resident here, and speaking of uh, little seaside towns, uh, that's where you hail from, right? Yeah, I grew up in Terrigal. Um, you know, probably 15 minutes from Gosford, so. Uh, the beach actually next to it, Wombrel. So I um, grew up, went to Terrigal High and um, spent most of my childhood down there at the beach and, you know, had a really good upbringing and just enjoyed a lot of sports. But, um, yeah, obviously fell in love with football as well. Yeah, I bet. I mean, were you a surfer as a kid? Did you uh, get into that as well? Yeah, I was always down at the beach. Um, while my family was building our family home, we... Uh, lived on the beach for probably a year and a half and yeah, spent every day surfing and, uh, you know, doing nippers and these kind of sports and always enjoying it with my brother and sister. So, um, yeah, it was an awesome upbringing and, you know, it was kind of good to enjoy a lot of different sports because, you know, by the time I was a little bit older, I wasn't um, wasn't over football or, you know, my, my dad didn't pressure me into playing football or anything like that. So... Um, it was an awesome upbringing and, you know, it's something that I'm really grateful for. I mean, I know as you can see, Lockie, from the window, the, the weather in Melbourne is not quite, uh, not always super conducive to uh, to surfing, but I know you do, you know, we Western United play uh, quite, a, quite a few games out in Geelong. Do you ever get a chance to get down there, have a bit of a surf? Is there anyone in the team who joins you as well? Um, yeah, it was funny. A few weeks ago, we had a couple of days off, so I... Um, took my partner down to the Great Ocean Road and we did um, went down to Lawn and stayed there for a few nights. And, um, you know, it's a beautiful spot to get out there and check that out. So we're really happy with that. Um, funny, the water's a lot colder down here, so I probably need to invest in a in a better wetsuit at the moment. And um, oh, with the boys, probably Joshy Risden wants to get into it. He, he's, he's done it a little bit. So uh, with the training ground at Essendon now, we're we're looking at urban surf memberships. So um, I think he's really keen to get stuck into it. Well, he's got the tattoos already. That's exactly so. what I was going to say. He does. If you had to he's pick someone who looked like they could be a surfer, he would be a good shout. He would definitely be a good shout. He's he's got that look about him. He's um he's right into it. He's you know a Perth boy, so there's some pretty good waves down there as well. So. Um, it's a bit of a deal if I teach him I can stay at his house in Perth and check out Margaret River and places like that. <laughs> well, let's get into the football. Lockie, you've been right up in the first team action this season, starting each and every game on the flank. Uh, how have you found the new head coach and uh, how have you found your place in the team? Yeah, it's been it's honestly been a breath of fresh air for John to come in with um, Foxy as well. It's been absolutely awesome for us boys just to, you know, start fresh with a new training ground, a new philosophy. And I think we can already see that, you know, our, our defensive structures is probably really standing out at the moment, something we've worked on all pre-season. And obviously the attack quite hasn't clicked yet, but, um, you know, early in the season, 
if you're hard to beat, you know, you can always work on the attack and the goals will hopefully come. So it's been absolutely awesome. And um, I know uh, personally I'm really enjoying learning off someone like John. He's mm. played at the highest level and, you know, plays in a similar position to what I played in. So to absorb as much information as I can off him and um, to enjoy your football, that's probably when you play your best. Yeah, I mean, I think that defence, I think everyone in the league so far, you know, fans, players alike, the defence is something that's really caught everyone's attention. And in both games as well, obviously the first result didn't quite go, you know, maybe felt a little bit unlucky that despite the good performance, you didn't get the result. But you did get three points for the first time this season against Perth on Friday night. Must have been a great feeling. Yeah, it was um, quite interesting. We probably played better against Melbourne Victory than uh, we did against Perth, so... That's football sometimes, and as you said, the defence has been, you know, on fire. And if you're very hard to beat, um, you know, it's shown with teams like Sydney FC over the last five years. You know, they win a lot of games one nil, two one. You know, if you're very hard to beat, you'll pick up a lot of points in this league. So uh, definitely for us attackers, there's a lot of work. We've got a few new players in there with uh, the big striker and Wenzel Wenzel Hall. So. Uh, there's a lot of combinations and things like that coming in. So hopefully that can grow over the next few games and, um, you know, we can start really putting teams to the sword. Yeah, well, th- those are the two players, exactly the two players I was just about to ask you about. Obviously, you're a familiar face in the Western United ranks, but you're working with, you know, two new attacking compatriots, Dill and and, and Alex Priovic as well. How have, how have you found working with them so far? It seems like there's already a, a bit of a combination to strike up. Yeah, it's uh, it's great. It's you know, it's probably the first time I've been here where you can look around and there's you know real competition for places in every position. And um, you know, Wendell Hall, he's an he's a real energetic young fella. He he's got a big mouth, but uh, he, he's always ratting about the training field and he's eager to learn and he's got plenty of energy. And then um, Alex has kind of got that physical presence. So I think um, moving forward, those two, you know, could could spark a little combination, um, whether one plays, two plays, or, you know, I think they're both very competitive and, um, you know, it's a good mix to have. You, you can go for the smaller, quicker player or also you can go direct into Pirovic. So um, it's great to have that, those options. And obviously you still got myself, Payne, uh, Dylan Perez there, you know, who's got a lot of speed down the wing. So, you know, with these strikers in here, you just have to get the ball in the box and, you know, hopefully they can find their boots and we can we can start scoring some goals. Well, you said Dylan's a bit of a chatterbox, a big mouth, but uh, Ben Garicchio gave you a bit of a rap on last week's show. He said you could talk underwater. Yeah, was, I've, got, I've got the quote Direct here, quote so here. I'm going to ta- take over. He said, Lockie Wales can talk underwater. I'd be surprised if there wasn't a fullback on the pitch who hasn't had a full-blown conversation with him. What, what do you what do you say to that kind of allegation? Because that is a, a pretty significant uh, throwing under the bus there. Uh, you know, it's funny because everyone hates it at one point, but you know, obviously, you know, some mornings everyone's a bit drowsy, and I've always got a bit of energy to pick them up. So it's um, it's a love hate relationship with some of the boys with me. I'm too much for them at times, but you know, if you take a seat next to me in the bus on an away trip, I'll I'll, I'll chat your ear off. So. Is that something that uh, you people know, avoid but, doing? Do they, do they sort of steer uh, away like It's actually it's interesting. They do they do come. It's funny. <laughs> they they all complain about it, but they do sit there. So uh, no, it's all it's all in good fun and good banner. And you know, Benny's he's still learning the ropes. He's wearing Gucci and still in his Melbourne City attire. So he'll <laughs> learn pretty quick that 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 doesn't sit well at the club. That's got to be a fine, surely. 
Yeah, it does. I'm on to him as well. The Air Jordans, he's got to be at seven pairs of them. <laughs> no wonder he was offering Hearts jerseys to you last week. Like, he was like more, more clothes than he has what to do with <laughs> All right, so you're energetic in the early morning starts. Uh, that's been established. Is that uh, something that comes from your surfing days, hitting the beach at uh, crack of dawn? Yeah, I think I'm just um, I'm a morning person. I like to get to bed early and just you know make the most of the day. And I have a little little mate there that you probably know called Ryan Scott, who who loves to get around it as well. So it, you know the boys love it. We we try and create a bit of an energy in the change room and. You know, we're, we're light-hearted and um, the boys are always getting a good laugh out of us. So it's just something small to get around the fellas. And, um, you know, sometimes sometimes we get on some people's nerves, but it's all in good fun. Well, I mean, you and Ryan Scott seem like kindred spirits in a way because you've both had to fight for your places in this league. I mean, back on the coast where you were a scholarship player getting paid peanuts, I mean, that mustn't have been easy to balance that. Yeah, it was a, it was a really tough period there. I was... Um, studying PE teaching as well up at Newcastle University. So um, I was also training full-time at the Mariners and, um, yeah, I was on $80 a week. So it was difficult to, you know, drive up to uni after training and then, you know, sometimes have to go back at night and train with the U team and things like that. So um, uh, massive credit to my old man. He always, you know, helped me out with petrol or things like this. And, you know, I never stopped believing in my dream and, uh, one, once I got that opportunity, I kind of ran with it at the Mariners there and I um, moved on to Melbourne City and, you know, had an awesome experience there. And then I think I found somewhere here where I, I'm really feeling comfortable and, you know, my performances are starting to go up and starting to score a few more goals. So I'm just, I think I found a place where I'm really comfortable and I can push myself here at the moment. And, yeah, I'm just really enjoying football. Well, uh, Tony's come through in the comments saying Lockie has improved out of sight since joining Western United. I mean, it must be nice to be able to just focus on football and not have those distractions and the sort of energy drain from having those all those extra commitments. Yeah, it is definitely. And it's, um, you know, you, you don't, it sounds funny, but you don't go out there on purpose to have a, a bad performance or, you know, miss chances or anything like that. It's, um, you know, when you're young, you're I'm energetic, and you know sometimes the game was almost going too fast for me. And probably in the last, you know, six to eight months, the game slowed down a bit for me. And um, you know, I'm a very explosive player, but it's um, kind of seeing things a lot clearer on the pitch now. And um, yeah, as I said, just enjoying football, as you said, without distractions. Um, and, you know, settled with my life outside of football here with my partner. She's um, been a massive support since she moved down. And um, it's just awesome when everything seems to be going good. Um, your football seems to be a lot easier. Yeah, well, I mean, I certainly think Tony wouldn't be alone in thinking that you've, you know, improved since you've been given this uh, extra lease of life in the in the green and black what are your do you know, do you have any personal ambitions to to further that development? As you said, you know you're still a young player. Is there any expectations you set for yourself as an individual for this season, or do you just want to just keep on enjoying it and keep the game nice and slow? Yeah, I think um, something for me is always good to you know set some goals, whether it's short term or long term. So you know, last year my personal goal was to go to the Olympics, and to do that was an awesome experience. So now. You know, I'd love to win something in the A-League or an FFA Cup. Um, you know, I got very close at City, losing two grand finals there. 
one in the Cup and one in the A-League. So I think we've got a really good squad here and I think why not that we can go for it this year and, you know, shock a few teams along the way. And, um, you know, personally, you know, it's that end product, that last 20 metres of the pitch for me, which is going to where you earn your money. So, um, yeah, just trying to improve that is my main goal. It's, you know, the hardest things to get goals and assists. So um, every day up doing some extras after training or, you know, having a shoot and comp with Wendell Halls and Till and some of the young boys, it's it's um, just little things like that that keep challenging you as a player. Well, you talk about the game slowing down for you and wanting to get more goals and assists. I mean, there's a connection there, surely, with... You know, you're playing the final third and just taking that extra microsecond to, to set yourself before you shoot or cross. I mean, when you're a player as fast as you are and you do operate at a million miles an hour a lot of the time when you're trying to beat defenders, is that the hard part, that kind of composure? Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, I think, um, you know, slowing down almost, you know, I'm so quick and, um, you know, always wanting to be energetic on the ball or, um, provide a good action for the team. Sometimes it's just, you know, once you beat that player, taking a deep breath and you know, getting your head up a bit more and finding the options, it's easier said than done. And mm. I think, you know, for the first time in my career, I've probably watched a lot more football than I've usually watched. Uh, I'm studying a lot of players like Mohamed Salah and, um, you know, Mane from Liverpool and watching their decision-making in that final third and, um, yeah, just seeing how quick they are, but also how composed they are in that final bit and pitch of the area. So, um, yeah, I haven't got it there quite yet, but um, it's something that I'm trying to trying to get better at and trying to work on each day. I mean, one thing I'm sure helps with all of that as well is the you know the environment. So something that really every player we've had on so far in the green room has mentioned is the atmosphere and the environment in training and around the club. I mean, as you've already mentioned three players, you know, yourself, uh, Dylan and Ryan Scott, who could all be listed as, you know, biggest chatterbox in the club. Is clearly there's a there's a good vibe. It must help you guys, um, you know, not just push yourself personally in the season, but just the whole team to uh, to get forward. Yeah, it's just a complete different environment this year. And it's, um, you know, honestly so enjoyable to turn up every day. We've got a really good mix of, you know, experienced players and, also a lot of young players as well. So I think um, everyone's kind of just bouncing off each other at the moment and um, everyone's really enjoying it. And, you know, it's up, the coaching staff have provided this for us and it's been, you know, a massive change and um, the standards are very high at the club now. So uh, there's no shortcuts and, you know, everyone, everyone knows the rules and um, what we're working towards. So it's been a massive, massive um, improvement and probably an eye-opener for some some boys who haven't trained in that environment before. Mm. And I know also that, that one thing, at least away from football, that's important to this squad as well, is your sense of fashion. I mean, you mentioned Ben Garuccio's before. We've already talked about the show you've got on. It seems like something you guys hold a, quite a lot of emphasis on is, a, is is looking sharp around the training pitch. Yeah, it is. It's um, Obviously, the boys have a bit different fashion. Uh, you know, you've got Jerry Skedardis, who's, you know from a Greek background and he dresses like an Aussie as well. So it's rubbing off on everyone at the moment. And um, it would just be nice to see Wenzel Halls get out of the new balance kit um, and just get <laughs> something different on. He's always, he's always got new balance on and, you know, it's, it's the boys are getting a bit sick of it now. So it'd be good if he could chuck on some good kit. 
<laughs> Laying down the gauntlet there. Lockie, I, I wanted to uh, delve into a comment you made about watching Salah and Mane and studying the game a bit more. I mean, you know, as fans, we kind of assume that all players are kind of football obsessives like we are, but that's not the case a lot of the time. I mean, a lot of them are more athletes, and you mentioned playing a lot of different sports and going to the beach and, yeah. and so forth when you were growing up. So take us through that journey of you starting to, to watch a bit more football outside of, you know, your your work and where that's come from, is that something you've taken initiative on yourself or is that something from the coaching staff? Um, yeah, it's, it's something that's probably I've worked on in the last eight eight months. I, I'm a massive rugby league fan, so I love watching NRL or I don't even mind watching AFL. But, um, yeah, I always li- liked watching soccer, but I never would, you know, watch the, the analyst side of it or, you know, uh, Gary Neville speaking about players and things like this. And it's just something I've gone into over the last, you know, six to eight months. And um, it's something that I've actually really enjoyed just watching, you know, they're the best best players in the world. And um, to watch how, how good they are, it's, it's actually unbelievable. And, you know, they make it look so easy. And that's why probably the A-League gets so, so much hate is because they do make it look so easy. But it's, um, it's a real difficult thing to do, so... Uh, to watch them do it and just try and pick pick a little bit apart is um, just something I, that's really interested me, me lately and it's something I'll continue to do. And you mentioned the analysis as well. You've uh, got stuck into the sort of tactical side of the game a bit more lately. Does that help you, you know, not understand what your coach is asking you to do, but what, what, why? Yeah, exactly. I've always been a, a very good listener to coaches and I've always... You know, even if I've liked or disliked a coach, I've always taken one or two things away that I've really liked mm-hmm. about a coach. So um, I, I've always been involved in the tactics, and from a young age, I've you know always always liked the four-three-three style of play. And um, you know, obviously last year we played five at the back, which is something that I've never been a part of. So to learn that, and then um, now see you know John implement a four-three-three here. It's um, it's really interesting and, you know, every, every coach has a different way of playing it, which, you know, is why we love the game is because, you know, every game's different and, you know, every team tries to play a different way. I noticed there were quite significant demands on you in a defensive sense last season. I remember I think it was the first game of the season in Geelong and you seemed to be changing positions with the ball and without it and, and your, your role in the pressing was like quite uh, specific. So, you know, that's a lot to think about when you're already, you know, pretty tired and, and running around. Yeah. Yeah, it's something in my game, you know, um, that a lot of coaches like is I can repeat action a lot more than other players. So uh, defensively, I am a bit of a workhorse, if you, if you want to say that. Um, I get through a lot of work and... Um, yeah, last year I was defending on the right-hand side and then playing as a second striker in attack. So, um, yeah, it's, it's not, not quite easy sometimes when, you know, you've run probably 60 metres back and then you're in that final final bit of the area and you just almost feel like you've got nothing left in the legs. So um, I've done a lot more gym work this off-season, I guess, with um, John coming in and um, I feel a lot more powerful. So hopefully I can... Um, still have that power to beat a player in that last 20 metres of the box. Well, you've got a role that's a little bit more streamlined, you know, much more attacking work for you to focus on. And I'm sure that many of the fans watching will be hoping you can channel that in a Sadio Mane or Mo Salah or or a combination of both. It's up to you. Hopefully. Over over the next week, obviously, 
Um, two big games coming up for the club. We'll, we'll start off with the the one in the league. You've got you know, one of your, a team you're very familiar with in Melbourne City this Saturday. Last time you played them, um, you, you may well remember this, but it wasn't the worst day for you personally. Of course, you, you managed to get the goal, the assist for, for best for the winner, and pretty sure you picked up the man of the match as well. I, I can only imagine, and you can tell me if I'm wrong somehow, but you'll be hoping for, for more of the same for yourself personally this time around. Yeah, definitely. It was um, probably the highlight of the year last year, I think, that performance. Um, it's probably our best one. I think that's maybe the last time Melbourne City lost the game. So, um, yeah, we'll be looking to do that again, hopefully. They, you know, they've been the benchmark for the last three years, um, the way they moved the ball and, you know, kind of that front three that looks pretty potent at the moment. So um, we played them twice in the preseason games and the second preseason game we gave a real good Gave them a real good game, and I think I think they know they're in for a game on on Saturday at Amy Park. They um, you know, they know we're here to play, and we can definitely play better with the ball this season. And um, we'll be looking to work our way through them, and hopefully, you know, I can have a bit of a day out like I did last time. And the goal you did score in that game to to make it one all, it was a header. We don't always see a Lockie Wales header, but we did appreciate it. And the, I think maybe the best part about it, the most interesting part, is that to score that header, you are jumped over the top of a, a certain Ben Garuccio. Have you have you had a chance yeah. to uh, to remind him about that since he's uh, your teammate now, or have you been too busy talking about his uh, his fashion sense? No, yeah, I have reminded him about that. He reckons he had no contact in that day, um, and he couldn't see me, so. Yeah, there's been a bit, a bit of answer to him probably with Benny, but he's um he's a real he's a real energetic player, Benny down the left hand side and you've seen in the first couple of games he's he's a workhorse and um you know, he's defended really well. I think he kept the economy he's pretty quiet and um, you know, last week he had another sort of game. So I think uh yeah, Benny will be looking to have a big game as well against his former club and hopefully he can just keep putting in those performances because um you know, he'll be a real asset to our team going forward. Well, I'm not sure how he missed you last season with your your haircut. Uh, what was that inspired by, sort of glam rock 80s front man? Yeah, I've had a few different hairstyles, to be honest, across, across the career so far. It's, um, it's all, all a bit of fun once again. Um, you know, I've gone the, the blonde top. I've also, you know, just let it grow out, which I'm kind of doing at the moment. I've got a bit of a top knot, I guess you can say at the moment. So, um, yeah, you know, for me, it doesn't really matter. It's just whatever works. But, um, you know, hopefully I can score a goal in the next couple of weeks. Otherwise, I might have to shave it all off. Yeah, well, I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up, Josh, because they, they were, we were watching back the game and there was a, a close-up of you on the on the Paramount Plus cameras. And I was like, is that Lockie Wales with the top knot? Like, I couldn't work out whether it was uh, – is that something you're doing just to sort of keep the hair out of the eyes or is it a, a permanent yeah. feature? At the Olympics, I had a bit of a mullet going on. So yes, at the moment, the the uh, the back's a bit long, and the front's not quite as long as the back. So I'm just trying to get the front a bit out of the eyes at the moment, and I can only improve from you guys. That's, that's the key. key <laughs> well, no, I, w- I was just genuinely curious because I was like, is he trying to, ke-, you know, because my hair's a bit long at the moment as well. I was thinking, <laughs> is he trying to keep it out of his eyes, or is he? You know, trying to get on a slow process of emulating Alex Priovich. I wasn't sure. Yeah. I just wanted to get the inside word from you. Yeah, I'm going for the probably the the Harry Kuehl look. To be honest, the um, yeah, when they played Uruguay, he had a he had a good hairstyle. So that's 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 the aim at the moment. I had there was a bet with Josh Risden, but he um 
he couldn't hack it, so he's he shaved his the other week. Well, you mentioned the Olympics before, and we haven't asked you about your national team uh, representation. You did score a goal at the Olympics against Argentina in that famous win. Uh, tell us what that felt like. Yeah, it was, uh, it was such a good experience just to even, you know, go over there and the whole build-up to it and, you know, training and training with the best players and kind of players that I've grown up playing with or against. So, um, you know, to put on the the jersey, the green and gold jersey was awesome. And, you know, that first first night, something I'll probably never forget. And I don't think, you know, every Australian football fan won't forget in a hurry. Um, you know, to beat a country like Argentina, it's probably, you know, one of the best football memories I have of my life so far. And, you know, to... To knock one in, it was um, it was awesome. It just kind of topped the day off, and um, something just a memory I'll never forget. And um, you know, to to show that you can mix it with you know the best young players in the world, and you know we we're probably ten minutes off a draw against Spain to go into the quarterfinals, and you never know what could have happened then. But um, you know, to play against Pedri and these players, you know, it's an awesome experience, and it can only only makes you more hungry to to get back on a stage like that. Well, Lockie, thank you so much for your uh, your time and uh, for going into detail on your football upbringing and so forth. Uh, you must be looking forward to this weekend. Have you got a, a celebration in mind if you do find the back of the net again <laughs> against your former club? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not a, I'm not big on celebrations. It, it kind of just comes to me as, as I go, so... Um, <laughs> Oh, it'd be it'd be awesome if I can just put one in the back of the net for the boys. But um, yeah, I'm not too sure. I'll leave the celebrations to um to maybe Connor Payne. He's got a, he's got a pretty pretty good celebrations down pat. I think maybe if you score, you might have Ryan Scott just chase after you and like <laughs> tackle you down or something like that. Maybe you yeah, can I just get him to help you out. He'll be the first goalkeeper to get five yellows from from celebrating <laughs> on the pitch this season for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if you're modelling yourself after Mo Salah, we know his preferred celebration, and it's usually shirtless. So, uh... yeah, I don't have the rig- I don't have the chest. I don't have the chest for that. But um, yeah, my shirt will definitely be staying on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's a great relief to you, Coach uh, Lockie. Thank you so much for joining us. Best of luck this weekend, and. Uh, We'll see what happens uh, if you do find the back of the net. I'll be personally looking out for Ryan Scott now running down the touchline. <laughs> nah, thanks, guys. I really, really appreciate the chat. It was awesome.